Hey there, King and Kings family. Welcome into another episode of the Beyond Sunday multi-site podcast. We are about a month into our Northwest campus, which is located at Concordia, Omaha. Just so much exciting stuff happening. Today, we've got Peter Bay, the campus director, and Kate Solberg. She is the associate campus director. They're going to kind of walk us through what this first month has been like, how we've seen God move in this new area of town. So first of all, guys, just welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having us, Dan. It is great to be here. Mm. How are you guys feeling right now? Because I know Mm. so much work went into this, like months, well, really years of planning, but especially over the last several months, just months and months of meticulous planning, thinking about everything. Are you excited, thrilled, exhausted, ready to retire, a little bit of all of the above. How are you guys feeling right now? Yeah. How about you, Kate? Um, energized, I think, Love for it. sure. Um, but all of those things, depending on the moment. <laughs> Not ready to retire, though. That's good. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've used this analogy before, and I, I know it's a very dangerous analogy. Um, and I respect every mom out there and what you go through with childbearing is unlike anything I will ever experience. So just wanted to give that preface, but this in my life may be the closest I'll ever experience, um, to like childbirth. And let me explain this in no pain way. And, um, in most ways it's not, but this way it is, is that it was like so much prep to get there. Like over a year of like work and figuring things out and getting things ready and cleaning up the space and finding a space and yada, 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 yada. And then the church planted. And now I was like, oh, it's just beginning. We got to keep this thing alive. Um, and so th- that was a wild realization for me. And it, I mean, gave me some empathy for you mamas out there. Um, but just like, holy smokes. <laughs> It, it felt for so long like a finish line, but it really was the starting line of of the race. Fortunately, um, sustaining this child is is much more on, on God's side, and and He invites us into it. Um, so I, I'm still feeling renewed and excited, and uh, at times exhausted, but um, overall, um, just really blessed to be part of what God has done in birthing this new church. How have you changed your mindset as that realization has come upon you that, yeah, that like it, it feels like, like that first Sunday was almost like a a culmination of all this hard work and effort, but, but no, it's not the end. It's actually the beginning. Like, how do you reframe your mind to wrap your head around that? I think it was important to celebrate that. I mean, be in that moment, celebrate, um, Because it was so many people um, coming together to do all the back work and planning and organizing. And that's one thing about our church I love is all the details matter. It King of Kings doesn't leave much for, well, we'll see how it goes. It, no, there's a lot of planning and organizing and knowing who's responsible for what all to hopefully give gl- glory to God. And we work as if we're working for the Lord. And so that's why it's easy to want to put all the effort into it and all the planning and organizing. So yeah, we definitely celebrated October 1 and it felt awesome. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, that transition from preparation to um, this is a living, breathing church. Uh, I think for me, yeah, one is celebration. Celebration, all the core and launch families who are part of this, who have worked really hard to set this up. Celebrating the incredible support we've had from King of Kings. I mean, so here at King of Kings, now we have central directors, and those are the people who, like, are thinking about communication for both campuses and future campuses. And of those central directors, there was, there was so much involvement and availability from them. I'm thinking about the first couple of weeks where we had, um, like, Pastor Greg was there, and Julie Easley, our executive director, was there, and Dave Owen, central worship, and Patrick Perringer, central production, and the list goes on and on. They were all there. And so the incredible support, so recognizing that, one, the core and launch team, two, um, all of that support from from important, knowledgeable staff, and then most importantly, that uh, this is a work that God is doing for his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so although we prepare really hard, there's still a lot outside our control. A big one is who's going to attend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we kind of don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, it's shaping up a bit. We know our core and launch families are attending. And uh, there's a handful of families that have been there three weeks in a row that I've talked to that they're going to be attending. But beyond that, it's like, who's God going to bring? And um, the fun thing about that is a lot of that he uses us by our invitation. And, and that's been sweet, too, the number of invitations going on. So <clears throat> all in all, the transition was weird, but it was only weird because like I knew it was coming. But until it actually happened, my brain didn't really process it. Yeah. And now that I've gotten over that, ooh, the beautiful thing is like, oh, so now we're going. Now also I can start to find a groove um, so I can be more available for my my wife and kids again. Um, and there's like actual people to do stuff with, mm-hmm. right? We had the core and launch team, but we weren't meeting with them all like this last year. So now it's like we've got Wednesday nights and we've got Sunday mornings and there's people to do life with so that it's a good trade off. Peter, you mentioned something beautiful there. You talked about, yes, there was meticulous planning, you know, and and Kate, you talked about we had all the details that we could control. Mm -hmm. We had those in order, but there were things that were outside of our control. We we needed to see God move. Do you guys have any examples off the top of your head where it was just like a situation where we didn't know how it was going to come together or maybe it was a family that showed up that we had – no idea how they even heard about us, but here they are. They're here. In what ways have you guys seen God move over these this first month, first six weeks? Yeah, I mean, over the first month, I mean, looking back a little bit further, I would say the location was a huge one. Right. I mean, that, that was up in the air for so long. And so to now have this location at Concordia is just so amazing. Um, and over the last month, six weeks, over and over again, the communication – the partnership with Concordia has been wonderful. Uh, we we get to work with a bunch of leaders over there. Uh, one of our main people is this amazing gal named Kristen Herrera. She's director of operations at Concordia. And she has just been so great. Um, she doesn't always tell me what I want to hear, but she tells me the truth and she makes it quick. And that helps us to keep moving forward. And I really love that. So, um, like, 
those have been really pleasant surprises because there's going to be a ton of things that come up that we're like, oh, we didn't know about dot, dot, dot. Or like, would you guys be okay if we, um, I'm trying to think of a specific, like storage. They're in the middle of construction. And so we were super blessed. Band of Brothers said, hey, you can use our trailer, but we will need that for Peak Challenge next summer. And it was like, great. That's like a summer away. That like that doesn't even exist in our minds. But <laughs> but now we already have to start thinking, oh boy, like that will come quicker than than we're thinking. Um and so to reach out to Concordia and be like, hey, we're thinking that we'll need another Conics box and they like, get back to us really quick. And a Conics box is like a giant storage box. And they're like, yep, we can figure this out. We can do this, yada, yada, yada. So that communication, holy smokes, is a blessing. And you know when you're working with someone who doesn't communicate with you, like, ugh, it, you, you feel so helpless. And just sitting there waiting for that email response, just waiting and waiting and waiting. Right? Exactly. And so what's outside of our control is, like, we don't know the obstacles that are about to come, but we do know who God, where God has placed us and the people that he has placed around us. And so we can start building those relationships and, and loving on those people. And then when those obstacles come, um, there's a little more receptivity there. Also, it's like when you're working with people you enjoy, um, it's not a – you're not trading the commodity of like if you do this, we'll be kind. That kind of trash going on. It's like, no, let's just talk through this and find out what's viable. When you guys look back at the last month, what's your favorite memory like what, what moment, what interaction, what morning pops to the front of your mind first? For me, um, I think of one of our volunteers, Judy, who's really blessed me. Um, she helps get the coffee brewing in the morning. And our first service is at 9.15. However, the Guts team starts rolling equipment out at 5.30 a.m. And on her own accord, she came to me and was like, Kate, I feel like the guts could use some hot, fresh coffee earlier than we have planned. And so she um, comes up at 530 in the dark wow. and gets the coffee going. So the guts volunteers, as they work, have fresh, hot coffee ready to go. Not only that, but she said, I'd like to make breakfast for this group as well. So for, has it been three weeks already? Three weeks in a row? Have we been going? Mm -hmm. Okay. So for the past three weeks, she has prepare, prepared breakfast burritos. Get out of here. Yep. About 20 to 24 wow. breakfast burritos, um, you know, from her own kitchen, has them ready to go and set out for the Guts crew. So as they finish their work about 7 or 7.30, they can sit down have hot coffee and a warm breakfast. So that's been a huge blessing. Shout out to Judy. Yeah, for me. So at the end of services at King of Kings, we often do this moment. Uh, it's a Jesus invite moment. And we know that the Holy Spirit works over years and lifetimes. Uh, but there's also times where people hear God's word and for the first time in their life realize, oh my goodness, this is for me. And so um, oftentimes at the end of a service, we give people an opportunity, if that happened to them, to raise a hand. Um, and in week one, we had um, a guy raise a hand. And so uh, kind of a funny part of this story is um, literally across the, across the aisle, we're doing this moment. 
And an adult age son turns to his mom and says, why do we do this? Who in their right mind would ever raise their hand? And then the guy right across the aisle raises his hand. <laughs> and he says to his mom, like, yep, nope, you're right. <laughs> and um, But that man, for the first time, realized this is for me. Jesus is for me. And so uh, our prayer volunteers, one of our prayer volunteers saw that, was able to bring him a, a new believers packet, which just walks through like what it means to be a Christ follower. Um, and I was able to pray with them after service. Um, and that's something that's like, it's like God delivers these moments um, on incredible like golden platters where we just get to get a glimpse of heaven and the celebration going on um, there as people say like Christ, I want you to be my savior. They have their realization. So that to me was probably a highlight that stood out from the first three weeks. That's beautiful. So something we talked about on our podcast episodes preceding the opening of the Northwest <laughs> campus is yes, this is going to be another King of Kings campus, but it's going to have its own personality. It's not just going to be a clone of what happens on I street. There's going to be, you know, Northwest is going to have it, its own quirks, its own personality. How have you guys started to see that emerge where, yes, this is still King of Kings, but here are some things that make the Northwest campus uniquely the Northwest campus. Well, the most obvious one probably is just it's on a smaller scale. So it's a smaller group, um, which is delightful in that you learn names quicker. You get to know people um, more quickly. And so it does have a, a little bit of a tighter knit feel, um, which I've loved. And after Zach's sermon last week, the cards coming in of, okay, I'm ready to accept the challenge to serve. Like that is just blessed me. And so I feel like it's almost like a quicker turnaround, like where someone comes in, sometimes it can take a year or longer to say, okay, now I'm ready to serve. It just feels like it's like a little quicker turnaround as far as like, okay, it's for someone to say, I like this place. This is going to be my place. And now I'm ready to serve. So that's been incredible. Yeah. Uh, some of the characteristics of Kim Kings Northwest, um, it's a, it's a very excited and friendly and loving group. Um, I, this might've been a weakness of mine or, or just a proclivity of mine, but um, yeah, proclivity. Ooh. we're breaking up the big words. Look it up. I don't know if I used it right. <laughs> I'll just say Sounds you right. bonus points. <laughs> so, uh, when I was over like a year and a half ago when I was inviting people to be part of the core team and then, um, people to be part of the launch team, I noticed that I invited a lot of people, like a lot of happy, friendly people. So not as many of like strategic, analytical, like, like thinkers. I'm, I mean, there's a lot of smart people. You're all smart in your own ways, but it's like a real friendly, loving group. Um, and so that's really obvious. And the 
the symptoms of that are like lots of hanging out in between services and after services. People um, are hanging out and eating donuts and meeting each other and laughing and talking and playing. And like on Wednesday nights, we have to like shoo people away because they just want to talk and the kids want to run and play together. And um, but that's a beautiful picture of uh, what you can do a little bit more with a smaller group and uh, kind of the turbocharged relationship time. And I think we've definitely seen that with the Northwest connect groups. I mean, selfishly, I'm the director of connect groups. So I (laughs) am very aware of that, but like we recruited leaders for four groups and we were like, we hope that there are going to be people that sign up and there have been like the response has been great. The, we actually had to close one of the groups because so many people were joining it. We're like, this isn't a small group anymore. This is a medium group that could become (laughs) a large group. And I mean, that's a blessing to, to know that people are actually enjoying community. They're not just coming to church, sitting for the service and then sprinting out the door at the end of it. But they're like, Hey, this place is cool. I want to, I want to get to know these people a little bit more. That's really what it's all about. Right. And in that connect group are some people who came over from I street in that connect group are people who didn't even have a church prior and got the postcard and said, I'll come and check it out. And so, um, that's, uh, in, in one of those connect groups, Jan and Bob Bonk, um, there's the self-proclaimed best group is what they say. So lots of confidence. I don't know if it's even self-proclaimed. <laughs> lots of self-assurance in that group. Great group. They're a great group. And one of the things that they did is because at Northwest, we don't have um, we don't have a commercial kitchen. We don't have an incredible food volunteer squad. Maybe someday something to strive for in the future. But uh, that group was like, we'll just bring food and, and come and eat together early. Uh, and those are the type of decisions that are able to be made sometimes in a, in a smaller setting, but they on their own were like, okay, we'll do this. And um, the relationships are just, they're just budding so fastly. So um, something that I've been praying for is like, sometimes when, um, when things happen quickly, it's like, Lord, let this not be like the seed that fell on uh, the rocky soil where it like sprouts quickly and dies. So I'm like, Lord, let this be on fertile soil that it grows. Um, and after Wednesday nights, these Wednesday nights have been so fun. And and some moments it's been like, wow, that's just gone really smooth. Um, what I've said to the team is like, man, if we could put our chin on the windowsill of heaven to see what God is doing here, like what relationships are being created and crafted. And God knows exactly why. Uh, because down the road, it's going to be needed. Down the road, he's doing something amazing as he's building his church. Mm-hmm. So King of Kings plans on opening more campuses in the in the future, and we're actually working on that right now. We're getting right to it. What are some things that you guys think that we learned from opening this campus that's going to be really instructful or instructive is the word I'm looking for as we open future campuses? I think the creating a core team is just, I don't know who came up with that, but it's just a brilliant idea. Um, It's just something about being invited to do something very meaningful. And I think that's how the core families would describe it, um, that they took it seriously and they committed to attend regularly to serve to be in a connect group and to give. And I feel like they accepted those four things with joy and have done it. 
And um, it's such an encouragement to me um, to have that group. Yeah. I mean, Julie Easley is the executive director here at Kim Kings. Um, she will really be the one taking these instructive things and, and using them in the future. They, Kim Kings has worked with a group called Elevate that helps church with this exact process. How do we, how are you going to best, um, multiply yourself? And, um, so one, be praying for Julie because she moves right on. Like we are, uh, we get to be privileged to be part of a, a new existing church body, Kim Kings Northwest Omaha, whereas Julie needs to immediately, um, share her focus with that and also the new plans to come. So be praying for her, for energy and wisdom and, um, be praying for locations and directors and, and all that. It's, it's a big undertaking. Um, but I, yeah, I, I totally agree. Having a core team, having a launch team, having people that are, uh, set to, to be the body of Christ there, uh, from the jump is really important for me as a director. That gives me assurance also that like three months from now, I don't know who will be attending. I trust that God will bring people. I know some of the people, um, I know that the core and launch people will be there. So it's like, we're okay. We're okay. And we're going to keep inviting. Otherwise instructive things. Um, we, we did a lot of stuff in the community prior. And uh, I think that was really effective. Um, not It wasn't like all those people are coming to the church, but it was our way of saying to the community, like, hey, we're coming. We love you. We're here for you. And uh, that's that's a big statement because oftentimes when people think of the church, they think of uh, whatever church hurt they might have had from growing up. Um, or they may think of what they hear or see on media, which could be a negative portrayal of the church. And we want to be people who love the people around us. And um, if the church were to disappear, would the community notice or care? Um, we're hoping that by living with the fruit of the spirit, the actual the answer would be like, oh, yeah, the community would be frustrated. They'd be disappointed. So that's I, I'd say for future, like, how can you get out in the community and show love even a year before you exist? Obviously, we're only a month in here, so there's so much ahead when you guys look at the future of the Northwest campus, six months, one year, two years, five years, 10 years, what excites you the most about the potential of the Northwest campus? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Always the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, so Dan, uh, the way that I live, the way that God has made me is like, I'm good. Now's the time you live in the moment. Now's the time. Yeah. Um, so, that's a hard way for me to even think. Um, I, I trust that God will be there and uh, his word will be active and there will be likely more people who know Jesus and a, and a bigger fervor. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I agree. Um, kind of like you already said, Peter, we do all these things hoping, you know, people will come and experience Jesus. but. Ultimately, we would just want to show people love and hopefully, you know, they come to see our motivation as Jesus, but you can't go wrong when you show love and you're generous and you're authentic. And I like Peter when you say a lot of times, Peter will say at the end, you know, 
maybe people we show love don't end up coming to our church, but maybe when they get to a difficult point in their life, they remember experiencing love and knowing our church showed love, and they might say, I'm going to try church out. It might not be ours, but we just want people to come to know Jesus, whatever way that is. And so when you do your part, you trust God has the rest. And so I agree with Peter, like, we do have goals for down the road, but we are here today and we want to honor God today and trust that Jesus has that. Yeah. And for those of you who are futuristic um, and are like, oh boy, don't know that I trust this guy. Oh, talk to my wife. And then number two, uh, yeah, there are there are certain things. Uh, so Concordia is in the process of phase two of their construction. Part of phase two is an auditorium mix you space that we will get to use once that is complete. Uh, that'll be a wonderful, I mean, the space we have right now in the auxiliary gym is wonderful as well. And it's, uh, when you come and check it out on a Sunday morning at nine fifteen or 11, you'll be like, is this a gym? Because it feels, it just feels so welcoming, so warm. And so, um, it feels like just like an awesome worship space. Uh, and then when that, auditoriums complete we'll get to be in there so that's i think that will change the complexion and feel of things um but beyond that we're, we're we have a 10-year contract at concordia so we want to be at concordia for the long haul we want to build relationships uh with that school with all the families who don't have churches um with standing bear which is our ops connection and 10 years from now i don't know if um, Principal Amelia will still be there, but I would love to have a, a deep relationship with her and her staff and um, one where we get to help fill the needs at that school and be the hands and feet of Christ when we walk into that building as well. Um, that That is a lot to look forward to in the future. But uh, like you said earlier, Kate, I think it's also important to, to celebrate what's happened and, mm-hmm. and take a moment to look back and just be like, wow. All this hard work that we've put into this, it's come to fruition and God is moving. Thank you guys so much for all the hard work that you've done and everything that's coming. I mean, this is this has been a long time coming. And and like you said, Peter, it's, the baby's alive now. You guys are taking care of it well. We'll, uh, we'll just see how it, how it grows and how it matures. So thanks, guys, for all your hard work. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was awesome. Let's do this thing. King King's family, let's keep living our faith lives beyond Sunday. 